What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is Buffalo rapper, singer, and producer Shango Ford. We spoke about the documentary You Can't Kill Me, the prevalence of meme culture on and offline, The Ring, being John Malkovich, Alejandro Jodorowsky's Holy Mountain and Santa Sangre, her fascination with carpentry, the Buffalo music scene, genre blending, her relationship with rapper-producer Way Too Wavy Baby, and her general creative process. Come fuck with us. What's cracking? Welcome back. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm in Texas right now. This is the first time I've recorded an episode of this not at home or at my partner's crib so this is kind of weird and awkward but like this desk is nice and like everything is just kind of like set up thank you thank you um it's dylan cinema i got a lot of names i do a lot of things i run around and i'm talking with somebody else who does a lot of things and runs around a lot um She's a rapper, a singer, producer, a lot of things. She's a lot of things. <laughs> but we got we got fucking Buffalo's finest, Shango Four, in the place to be. What's hello, cracking? Hello. Hi. How Hi. you feeling? I'm doing really well for myself. I'm feeling very good mentally. And and I've been doing great. Yeah. I'm in this uh carpentry carpentry program now like an intensive mm-hmm. 12-week program so it's like yeah I make music and all this shit but I'm I've been trying to equip myself with some I feel like very very important life skills that you know speak to me so I'm like my body feels good because of it my like mind feels good because of it I feel yeah. like a good like I'm doing good so it's cool that's beautiful yeah you know you got to diversify your bonds every once in a while I've been thinking <laughs> about doing something like that you know, We're just, just, like just, just up because, a trade or something. yeah, you know, just a, just a habit type shit, yeah. you know, you really could, Never but, know. um, but thank you so much for taking the time. I know this was kind of last minute, but I appreciate you taking however much time you have to talk to me today. Like you already know what oh, it yeah. is. <laughs> Work. Ah. So. Um, so let me see. Okay. So let me ask everybody the, or, or let me ask you the first question I ask everybody who comes on here. What was the last movie or TV show that you watched that you have a strong opinion about? Shit. Uh, strong opinion. Um, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, the uh, you can't kill me. You can't the the documentary we watched at Nelson's. It's oh, a documentary. How, how is that? Did you do you know about it? It's, I, uh, it's on. I know about it, but I haven't seen it. It's on Hulu, and I was high, so I don't know if we wa- like watched the whole. I think I asked him to turn it off because it was like freaking me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And we left. And we were like, Ugh. um, it was super captivating because it's things. Basically, I really I'm drawn to things that I, that are able to explain and depict things that only I, I've I've never had conversations about, only thought about. So like, you can't kill me. And that doctor really, it took a deep dive into what mimetic magic is and what all that shit is and the far left and what they're doing on Reddit with like memes and like 
mind manipulation and how it dates back right. and they're tying it into with magic egyptian ma- like i'm just like so it touches on all those fucking subjects and it was like it's a very if you don't even understand what a if you have to know you have you have to know what a meme is like really right. know it in order to like even want to watch this documentary like i never understood the power of memes really um but watching this documentary kind of like picked like it lifted up like a little scab that I like had like healed because like um I grew up on Twitter I grew up I transitioned from MySpace went to Facebook went to Twitter at the same time had a Tumblr somewhere you know so it was like and then I went to Instagram and I left all that other shit behind and I'm like now I'm on Twitter and Instagram on some like this is where I talk my shit this is where I just like (laughs) shit you know like where I promote but um yeah yeah Twitter has always been like where I would find my memes and like would go reference memes. And I like my friend who's really deep in the meme game. He told me, yeah, all the best memes start at start on Reddit or 4chan and then they go down to Twitter. Like I'm like, oh, I don't even know what those other things are. What are you talking about? And I still don't really understand Reddit. I don't really like I'm not on it. It's hard to navigate for me. But to know that there's like entire communities and people that use this in a different way than we use it on another platform and like what that means to them. And I guess tying it back to magic and like all that shit, it, it, it was kind of overwhelming to watch for me because wow. of how my mind works. So I can only, I can only imagine. And just like, like I was thinking about this last night. It's crazy. You bring it up. Like, how are we how are we gonna like explain memes to people in 20 years just like imagine just like being you know you know like we're kind of like living history in the sense that like people are going to be asking us in 20 years like oh you were there when like memes were like first a thing you know and like i'm i'm also like super duper interested in like just like the whole the whole ecosystem and how like especially when it comes to social media like how you know, like every social platform now is just like feeding off the other, like Twitter feeds off TikTok, TikTok feeds off Twitter, Instagram feeds off everybody, you know, like even Reddit, you know, like Reddit feeds off of everything, you know, like it's just like everything is, it's just this like omnivorous ecosystem of just like shit posts and like political upheaval and like manic depression type shit, you know, like I, I just, I'm just so interested in that. So I want to watch the movie. I'm going to do that at some point. It's it's super interesting. It's very niche. I want to see something similar. To, I want to see another thing similar to that that uh, just talks about the social media as a whole and what you, that ecosystem you were just talking about. Because, like, yeah, again, these are things that are so new to us. And even, like, it's new to us because we saw what it was before all that shit. Like, we knew how people communicated. We saw people communicate prior to cell phones and like that was like that that that's cemented in that (laughs) lifetime that'll never be able to be replicated or brought back because of technology technology like does not allow space for that and it's you have to create spaces like that now um right like i'm thinking you know events where you have to leave your phone at the door or something and you're just like vibing (laughs) like in it you know like shit like that um i don't know it's super interesting yeah yeah nah i agree and just you know like any 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 opportunity i get to talk about or do a shit post is something that i'm always gonna appreciate (laughs) because they're just like it's just like 
um, for anybody who doesn't follow me on Instagram, I do them every Thursday. And I like, I like, they were like, they're fun, obviously. But at the same time, it's like, it's just a really nice, like, it's like cathartic in a way that I wasn't expecting. Like, I feel like a load lift off myself every time it's just like exhaling, you know, just like exhaling bullshit. And it's cool. It's, it's weird. I don't like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm processing this as like, I, I like this wasn't prepared at all. Like, I just like, damn, memes are crazy. They, they really just like broke the human brain. You know, like we just, I feel like and I definitely do, but I feel like we in general just kind of like understand the world differently now. And like, yeah, it's weird. Memes are cool. And yeah. So, yeah, uh, just with that being said, I guess I really appreciate when the media I consume, like specifically artistic, like cinema and like TV shows and movies and shit. I like it when that piece is depicting something that I've already thought, but never really articulated myself or heard being articulated. That's real. Like if something can depict that on like how I feel it, I think that's super cool. I think that's when art can speak to me. Like that's when art speaks to me. And I really, I find those moments so good. I find those moments to feel so like, uh, I've won a prize. Like this shit is pop, like fire. Like, hell yeah, that that's it right there. You know, like, I think that's cool. Yeah, you know, like, you know, you were, you were ahead of the, um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did not. Um, but yeah, like, I just, you know, like, just like, you're like ahead of the curve in that type of way. And like, that's, I experience that all the time. That's super duper relatable. Um, so with that said, um, what's the, what's the first movie experience you can remember having? Like, it could be at the theater, your cousin's house, it could be anywhere. Just like the first time you remember watching and connecting with a movie. Honestly, the first thing that came to my mind is probably not the the one, but the one that jumped out to me was The Ring. Cause like, <laughs> I didn't I didn't care about horror movies. I think when The Ring came out, I was like, like I had to be like <clears throat> nine, 10, some shit like that. It was like early 2000s, yeah. Yeah, and I had to, um, I was really fucking terrified. I was at sleeping over with, at my uncle's with my cousin, uh, Anna, and her dad had just got the DVD or whatever. He was like, you guys want to watch a scary movie tonight? And we were like, no, yeah, fuck it. And then he showed it to us. We we're like, no. And he's like, we're going to watch it. <laughs> and he just like, <laughs> and we were fucking terrified. And it was, it was a scary movie at the time. I was very young. But like, you know, I don't know. It was such a, that, that night that him, like, you know, making us watch it and shit, like us getting over it, him laughing when we were jumping, like that whole thing was something that I remember vividly. And I don't know, watching it again, watching the ring now, I like, I like the original, the Japanese uh, version. I forgot yeah. what it was called. But, I, think it's, it I think it's just called, I think it's called Ringu, pretty sure. Yeah. So... I really like that, but um, like watching it now, I'm just like, it was just all jumps and like that. That's really what scared me. I'm like, why is that scary? Like I'm watching shit like, <laughs> <laughs> like just watch, like Stone Cold. Like that's funny. Yeah. Now, actually, what scares me now is like more psychological stuff. Like that's really what's scary to me. 
I guess because yeah. I have time to think and not react. No. I feel it. I feel it. Two things. A, I remember the first time I saw, I remember the first time I saw The Ring, but I more clearly remember the first time seeing The Ring 2 for some reason. Because <laughs> there, there's like the very end where like, where, where, where it turns out like Samara is like, she thinks that Naomi Watts is her mom or something. And then like, there's the bit where she's just like, mommy. And then she just goes, I'm yeah. not your fucking mommy. And it was like that one time where you're just like, ah, like you like, you like hear somebody swear in a movie for the first time. And it's just <laughs> like, ah, crazy. But like, but yeah, like that, like the ring was one of the earliest examples of a horror movie that I've, I've seen too. And just like, I remember kind of being so, I just like, like that, the whole idea of like you'll watch the tape and die in seven days like it just like spread among all the people our age like so quick and everybody like even if you, it was one of those things like if you excuse me even if you hadn't seen it everybody was talking about it so like you just like yeah. kind of absorbed it through osmosis and yeah. that's really beautiful to me <laughs> i don't know like i think i think like horror movies in particular are really good at spreading like wildfire in that way yeah and uh well, oh yeah, the psychological horror thing. So have you ever seen Being John Malkovich before? Yeah, but to me, I guess it is very psychological and kind of freaky, creepy, creepy in a way, creepy in the sense where like, yo, somebody can control your body. Somebody, you know, somebody can be in you. Something can be in you controlling you. Like, yeah. or like moving you. Cause like at one point, it, one of them like broke through and like, literally became john and like was using his body not just his like not just like a what is that a, yeah like dominant so he wasn't submissive in his mind like he was right. fully in the body so i i i thought i thought it was like a dark comedy it probably oh, is yeah. a dark comedy yeah definitely but like which for the most part are like very thrillery to me i'll, I'll read them as that like just the suspense, like, like funniness. Yeah, the only the only reason I think it's kind of freaky is just because like the, like because like I watched it again recently, and to me it's just like the idea of not having control over your body, and and like even the reverse because like at the end when Bro tries to get into uh when he tries to get back into his body and he winds up in um uh the um on um, the little girl's you mind and he's just like trapped the in there like yo oh no oh man. The idea of being trapped in someone's head and not being able to get out is like horrifying to me. Just like, just like, yeah. just like, like you said, that passive experience is just crazy. Oh, that's that's what you were talking about. Um, didn't that happen in Black Mirror too? Pretty sure. I don't remember what episode, but yeah, no, nah, I'm uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of shit is fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's that's horrifying to me. Just like just like being a just like being in someone's body and not being able to control it and just kind of like being just that's freaky to me. But like it's also like you know like the movie's like whimsical and funny and kind of like sweet in a weird way. It, it's it's like I, I've never seen a movie like it before since it's yeah. one of those like all timers for me. That's just like Sick. who the like Jesus. <laughs> but um anyway, before I move on. What was the last like psychological horror movie that really tripped you out? Cause I'm curious. Gotta really think about it. <laughs> um well honestly, I just recently watched uh Deep Water, that new Ben Affleck movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> with with Ana de las Armas, or whatever her name is. And I thought it was ridiculous. Like, complete comedy to me, but it's supposed to be a thriller, psychological thriller between a married couple and, like, the idea of... Uh, I don't know. It's a it's a power dynamic. It's a dynamic kind of like thriller where they're in each other's heads and there is murder and shit. So I don't know if I want to like say it because it's like so. Should I just talk about the plot? I mean, it's up to you. It depends. You know, you don't have to if you don't want to. But yeah, but um, basically the the woman's married to the dude to Ben Affleck, and he's like she's openly cheating on him basically and all their friends see it and they're like yo what the fuck like we don't fuck with her doing that what what are you gonna do and he's like fine nothing's happening it's okay but then like he ends up like murdering all of her like dudes and like she's like after she he kills one like she's on to the next one boom 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 she's like she's also a sociopath you know and it doesn't and you kind of teeter between feeling bad for him feeling bad for her thinking they're both fucking crazy and it's like it's a ridiculous movie like i wouldn't like suggest anyone to watch it's like a like one of those stupid dumbass movies you watch by yourself right but it's like it fucked me up because it kind of pulled me in and i think it has that that personally has to do with like the actors and shit and like how that chemistry translates and whatever if it's able to like make you feel something i guess but yeah um that was the last one it didn't really fuck me up that bad but i i just found it interesting that it was able to like even interest me like that um officially on the record the last one the very last one actually fucked me up and have me not want to watch it again was um i'm like brain farting right now the one with the white they go on like a rumspringer or something like a festival and shit with the flowers and midsummer midsummer yeah (laughs) i don't like that shit and i don't like that shit but i like the the story i like what it it's like a fucking feminist story basically like about yeah it's cool but i don't like watching it it makes me feel uncomfortable <laughs> yeah you know it, it yeah it's definitely not one of those movies you go in because like oh like i enjoy this i'm having a good time watching this it's like you watch it once appreciate it and then maybe watch <laughs> it again in like 6 years when somebody's like oh i've never seen this before type shit like, yeah okay. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so not, that one right yeah no nah, all those all those ari aster movies like that and like hereditary and stuff like that it's just yeah, he's 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 something else. I can't I kind of can't stand him sometimes because he's <laughs> I think he's kind of pretentious. But when his right. movies most when his movies hit, when his movies hit, they hit. You know, like yeah, yeah for real. Um, so like as so, you know, like as you were kind of like growing and just kind of like watching more stuff, like was there a movie that kind of made you fall in love with movie or maybe not fall in love with movies, but just like something that you watched like when you were younger that just kind of that was like a moment where you started appreciating film as something more than just like a piece of entertainment, you know, like not even like, it doesn't even necessarily have to be like artful. It could just be like something that made you really connect with it in a way that was like not passive, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I really, I, 
have many actually but um damn i'm like torn so there's like because you're saying as a child right as a young child yeah uh or a teenager whichever one you know just like it's like just like any moment that you felt was like the most potent one that made you really stop in your tracks santa sangre uh i was like later teens it's a alejandro jadaruski film yeah so and i ended up watching holy mountain like years after i've already fanboyed over like that one specific film santa sangre like so i was like bored at my friend's house one day and he had left for work and i was still at his house i'm like okay cool and so i put on netflix and i didn't know what to watch so i clicked on this this shit looked interesting and i was like completely blown away like by the storyline by the direction the the scale of the production itself and where it was located probably in mexico somewhere like everything was beautiful authentic and like real and weird and dreamlike nightmarish it was like all good things in one visually fucking pungent like super cool i like that it was in spanish i mean his films are usually like multiple like several like different things going on like layers of languages and shit so i really appreciate him for that um but yeah uh i i just liked how easy it was for me to understand what was going on off rip like there was so much going on in the film so much like (laughs) so much but you still somehow could keep up with it all it was like almost like a choreographed dance of a movie yeah and you and you can really say this um i'm trying to think because i know because i know i've seen holy mountain but no i haven't i haven't and i gotta fix that i'm mad at myself it's really good because because i love holy mountain and like that was like a life-changing thing for me to watch too so like he's he's really good at that like just like even if you have no idea what's going on like it's not even just that it's a vibe it's just like everything just flows and like it it, you just it's just kind of like an experience it's mm-hmm. so weird because because like the scale is huge, but like everything's also like kind of minimalist too. It's weird. It's it's just weird the way he makes movies. And I just like once again haven't seen anything like Holy Mountain. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure Santa Sangre is like that too. But like it's just yeah, just crazy. Now shout out. Yeah, that's such a great answer. Like <laughs> wow, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say the fast and the furious to be that was like that was my other thing because honestly it was a movie i watched all the time the very first one the first one the very first one the very first one yeah it's classic those are good movies those are good movies you know like i uh uh, I just recently rewatched uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, which I was kind of cruel to when it came out. But nah, man, those 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 are good ass movies. Yeah, Tyrese's performance in that. Yeah, that was that was that was the one. The rest are kind of whatever. Well, with him yeah. in particular, the movie the movies are like, like like to me from like five to the late the latest one. Those are all like super fucking great. But um, I stopped watching after Tokyo Drift. I was like, I can't. 
that's fine. <laughs> yeah, because the the fourth one's not good, but five through I think they're I think they just put out the ninth one last year, and ten is coming out next year. But like they they just like they just let it get even more ridiculous, and like nice. they 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 send Tyrese and Ludacris into space, bro. Like in a car, <laughs> they go to space. Like <laughs> it's 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 they just turn them into the Avengers for cars. Shit. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, like real Cheech and Chong shit. That's crazy. <laughs> or leprechauns. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Leprechaun in Space is a wild ass movie if anybody else has seen that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Damn. Uh, so let's hop to the other side. Like for you, like when did you first fall in love with music? And when did music become a thing that you were? Yeah. When, 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 did, when did you fall in love with music? definitely like all forever like since forever like yeah like music has always been a huge thing that I've paid attention to so the only thing I could really ever get a grasp on you know outside of like most art like it didn't speak to me like other art didn't really speak to me as loud as like calming and healing as music did so I just always gravitated towards it ever since I can remember and Mm -hmm. uh, like my mom the earliest memories of me listening to music is me listening to my mom's music whenever she was blasting that that was what was going so a lot of Spanish music a lot of reggaeton a lot of like salsa bachata fucking all that shit and uh but also I was in in like I was in Buffalo, New York. So I was listening to uh, other radio stations. So like hip hop, rap on the radio stations, all eras current. So like for the time I was growing up, it was like late nineties, early two thousands. So just my influence of music has, has been really wide. And I went through an emo phase when I was 12, 13. So I just like (laughs) opened myself up to rock and through rock, I got into like electronic music and yeah. The rest is just literally history because that also tied into me obsessing over film. And like, there was a reason why I loved movies so much growing up was because there's music, there's sound attached to it. Like, and I'm paying attention to that shit. And I'm wondering like, if I ever end up making a film, I have to make the music, like I have to score it. So I have to learn how to produce. And it kind of that's that's what gave me that huge initial push into production. I was like, okay. if I don't know how to produce my own shit, I can't score my own film. Da, 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 da. I can't really do what I've dreamed of doing since I was a kid, you know. So that's kind of like why. That's definitely a huge why um, I do what I do. That's so hard because my because my next question was gonna be: Was there ever a point where music and film kind of like? interacted with each other for you they so always yeah you know that that's that's you were already there that's so yeah. beautiful like like that's why this that, that's why this exists because these two things just like complement with they complement each other and interact and just like amplify each other in such beautiful ways like can you think of can you think of any specific examples of stuff that you saw or like stuff that you heard like in a movie or through music that kind of like really made that click for you in your brain like music and film being a thing that can go together well musicals like i know that's corny right. to say but like hey, i the, yeah i used to watch rent i didn't know i didn't really like musicals like theater musicals like on stage theater broadway shit 
until I saw Rent the movie. I saw Rent the movie when I was very young, kept renting it out of the library and like <laughs> taking it out of the library and watching it all the time. And I got into watching Broadway musicals through that. Like I would then go to YouTube and look up Sondheim shit, look up all these Leonard Cohen's, look up, look up all their shit and study that shit. Cause that shit is fire. That's like, that that's pop music, but like in, in theater form, you know, like that's like, they're the best writers in that game. And I, I appreciate that so much. I think that's so fucking cool when you can tell a story with song, like that shit's sick. So um, that, that's a huge point for me, but there's other points too. Like there's other places where uh, sound meets visuals for me, music videos themselves, like music mm. videos, huge. They're not as huge now, I feel like, or as popular. Like, we don't got TRL. We don't got 106 in part. You know, there's right. not that emphasis anymore. There's the VMAs still, but that's it. Right. Like, there's no one that's really highlighting music videos. It's weird, like, on yeah. TV. Right, because, like, because like they're still prevalent and, like, people still make them and they're still popular. Like, people like a good music video, but, like you said, there's just no... Right, exactly. You know, like, but, like, you know, like, there's no, like, there's no, like, YouTube show like a trl or a 106 in park or like mtv jams you know like right. there's nothing like that anymore and like that's it's just like strange because like an artist can just like put out a video and people will just like come to that direct like there it's 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 almost like something like that isn't i don't want to say that it's not necessary but it's just like there doesn't i mean yeah i guess i guess i guess i'd say that like that middleman of like a trl like is yeah, it's it's weird. I'm having a hard time. But it, what are you trying it to say? could it could do a lot. It could do a lot as far as leveling up the playing field. It's True. like how Kanye got broken in that way. Like he bypassed the whole getting little broed by uh Rockefeller by jumping on TRO and or True. whatever the hell that show was on MTV and being like, I'm me. So the yeah. public got to see your face and shit, you know otherwise you're just a, a name and a title of a song and a little a little uh thumbnail a little box yeah easily get scrolled past you know like it's yeah. it's just interesting to see where it's all going and or to be a part of that journey right um, there's also like i used to do this thing where i would um go on youtube or just like literally put on like a movie or something on the tv and try to sync music to it or play music to it or like look up dance videos put it on mute and then <laughs> pick a whole different song and like like almost for fun for me like i would do that sometimes and i think that practice is like interesting because it's like bjing <laughs> right with your body like it's crazy yeah <laughs> was there yeah. Um, um were there any specific artists who did that with because i did that with michael jackson like i had the i had the like the greatest hits dvd of all the videos and i would like do all the choreography as a kid and shit you have anybody you do that type of shit with i would look up like um 90s warehouse rave parties like those people dancing like where it was like a two hour like footage of like just a bunch of people dancing to the same song so like uh <laughs> and I would just play whatever 
like whatever I wanted and I would slow it down. I would slow down the video because you could slow down videos on YouTube and stuff. So like mm-hmm. I would slow down or pitch up depending and it would like lock in sometimes and it would just like look trippy. This is just for my own like self-soothing like things that I <laughs> that I even do this. Like I don't I'm not mm-hmm. out here like sampling it or recording it. I should right. it would be cool yeah why not you know that's hard (laughs) honestly like regardless of whether you like incorporate that into your music like that's just cool as hell you know like i'm I'm just always really interested in like how other people like listen to and process music because like that's that's why we're all here you know like it's just connecting all of us do all of this Mm -hmm. like so you know like while all of this is happening for you because like yeah like i i like i love this little like melange of just shit you have going on with your influences and just like your the way you experience this stuff like when did you decide you wanted to go from just like being a pass or, or not passive but like a just from like being like a listener to something like when did you decide you wanted to make music like when was when was it time for that i was like uh 17 18 i had just graduated high school and i was working full-time at a daycare <laughs> and it, i was obviously gonna quit soon and i didn't i just joined the army right and around that time i got money from the army i came back home after training i bought a computer i bought mics i bought whatever it is that i needed to like make music and i didn't really touch my mic or started recording myself until like a year or two after i like thought i got really good at making beats and years later i realized you can't get really you just keep getting better and better and you don't stop like or you just like learn different ways of doing it and it gets easier like you know but yeah um, I decided around that time and I was like I didn't want to go to college because I didn't know what I wanted to study so I wanted to enrich my life with music (laughs) and I and I did (laughs) and I and I ran with it you know like it just felt right uh so I kind of became that like working artist trope for a bit and that's been like my shit for a while um but now with this whole carpentry shit and, like me thinking more business-minded and like trying to be self-employed and become my own entity and company and shit right that's but tying yeah. in yeah no 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 go on. finish your thought <laughs> i'm sorry no but that no i was just uh that's just tying into more of who i am and and it's making me it's pushing me back towards music in a weird way Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause you mentioned that before. And like, I was, um, um, I guess I was going to save it for later, but I feel like it's like, so like, yeah, like the carpentry thing. So like what inspired you to kind of go and go after that trade? And also you just said it, like, how did it, how did it inspire you to kind of come back and do this full circle thing with the music? I don't know um, why that came out so weird, but yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's like, um, building stuff that shit's like meditative um there's a lot of thought a lot of intention that goes into it very much like music Mm -hmm. um it's organic like it's almost like to do great things you can't really think about it you just do them like and like building yes there's like standards and shit of things that like this has to be here like you got to do shit right but if you feel it it's getting done right if you do it the right like you know like being in tune with something you can't build something and have it be great if you're not in tune with it like you can't build nothing you can't make a song if you're not in tune. like you know all that it 
it ceases to be what it is supposed to be if you don't put that that backing to it that that added like piece of yourself yeah like um, that soul you know exactly the soul yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> the soul. um but yeah i like i feel really um happy about the things i'm learning and I, and for some reason that happiness is feeding back into my desire to make to create like because i'm already creating i'm like building shit with my hands and like using my hands and like doing cool stuff i haven't really done ever right and it's re-inspiring me to like just keep creating and like refine my my other crafts which are music and like visuals and like directing and storytelling and all that writing did you did you did you play with a lot of like building toys growing up like were you big into like legos and stuff okay yeah like that's like because like because like because like what i would build like sticks out of sticks and stones like weird mud little ritual like pedestals and things like that i mean that counts yeah (laughs) you know that's all yeah, I think I, I I just I just think I just think that like, you know, you kind of said it already, but that all just like that all comes together because it's all about building, you know, like you can, you know, you can have the math and the science behind it and like make something that looks cool or like or make something that functions, you know, like that like does its thing. Like you can make a desk, you can make a chair, you can make a bed frame, you know, type shit. But like I can make a beat. exactly you can make a beat there you go you know like so like but like you know you can have the science and the math behind it but if you aren't in tune with yourself and really give it that thing that's like this is me in there it's like it's just a desk it's just a beat it's just a bed frame you know and like finding that moment finding that spark is just like that's just like that's a feeling is indescribable you know it's it's just it's indescribable (laughs) Oh, um, so, you know, like, so, so you decide that you wanted, so, so you decide at that point that you wanted to make music and, you know, like you're from Buffalo and a lot of, and, and I feel like a lot of people now are just starting to realize like y'all have a really rich musical lineage out in Buffalo that like people kind of took for granted for a very long time. I feel like most people don't even realize that Rick James is from out there which is crazy because That's he's crazy. fucking Rick James, but like, he, you he know, talks about it. right, exactly. And, you know, and, and you know, like, and, and, and of course, you know, like Griselda has been going crazy for the last like seven years. And they're like at a point now where people are like, Oh, this is Buffalo and like Ch- chain noir and love the genius and all of them, you know, like just all, all, all the people in that, in that uh, area. But like, but like, you know, like while you were first kind of establishing yourself as an artist and like kind of finding your sound, what, um, how would you describe like the music scene in Buffalo? Like, was there like a, was there like a scene that you were tapped into or were you just like doing your own thing? No, it was definitely a scene that I was tapped into. A very deep, very, it's almost like, atlanta before atlanta be, like got discovered as like a hub Ooh. you know like very underground and i would say smaller because atlanta is way bigger than buffalo but like i don't even know how to describe it there was like quite a few there's like and i don't know if a lot of them still you know do this shit anymore you know a lot of them not really people just move away from buffalo it's too cold in the winter it's like you know it's right. hard to find the inspiration to create in the winter and um 
yeah around that time there was this like only like two or three venues that really supported hip-hop too because of like racist weird like ownership and shit like that and like mm-hmm. people associate hip-hop crowds with like guns violence which just <laughs> sweeps over like all of buffalo regardless of where what is happening you know it's not like right. hip-hop fucking ramps it up but um yeah it's just it's had its history and like it stays here it's weird and the people that leave and make it they never really come back and like add to it so I think it always stays in this like tiny little uh self-contained bubble that because of Griselda now coming back and repping it hard finally like somebody (laughs) is not afraid to say they're from Buffalo you know and now we're getting the attention now we're getting now executives and ARs are probably like trying to like do some shit like look okay what's underneath this what's going on over here right which is already happening and it's like funny because the people that stuck around and stayed down and like are still making music they're seeing they're reaping from like that they, they're benefiting from like having stayed down like they're making the right decisions right now they're making the right moves they're like and it's cool because like why not capitalize on so- on something like that? Like when you got that spotlight on you, it's only a matter of time before it turns, you know, like they're literally watching Buffalo as a stage because a huge rapper right now fucking wears it on his back like a goddamn, you know, like color, like he reps it. And so people are forced to look over here and see what else is abound. And I think that's fucking awesome. I've been, we've been saying this, we've been talking about this shit because we've known about West Side Gun before the world knew about him. Like he was pushing his shit heavy all up and down the East Coast, all over, you know? Like, so we heard the name, we knew about Benny, we knew about these rappers from our town that were like, you know, doing it. And then they took that shit, like they just went crazy with it. And and we knew like before that happened, we're like, yo, like around the time when it when it started getting crazy we were like this is this is insane this is going to be like this is going to mean a lot to the community this is going to mean a lot for us like we should be consistently like going in right now and i think that definitely lit a fire into people's asses and then kind of like and then and then covid happened (laughs) like you know and then like we were on a it was like a a run like people were throwing shows like diy we're very diy out here so like when we don't get booked for shows it's not like people there's not bookers at venues and stuff you know we book our own shows we do our own festivals etc things like that so a lot of that shit was happening in the community and yeah it kind of like that shit broke everything up like people's uh connectivity and how they're communicating and moving and planning these events and shit and like i don't know but yeah buffalo buffalo's and not even just hip-hop Buffalo has a fucking weird ass just music scene in general, like weird right. ass music, which I love. So there's always something yeah. for someone out here somewhere. Right. <laughs> you know, like that's what like that's one of the things I've like really loved and appreciated about like digging into your music and like seeing what you and Wavy have been doing and just like it's just like all this other shit. So like before we move on, like what's what's something unique about buffalo as a place for music that you feel people don't really understand or appreciate because it seems like there's quite a few things but like if you had to pick like one thing like what would that be i want to say how close we are 
to New York City and the fact that we're not in New York City and like it wouldn't make a difference to someone that's outside of New York whether we said we're from Buffalo or New York City they're just or they're just gonna assume we're from New York City because they don't know facts they don't know what Buffalo is, you know so a lot of people would just assume I tell them I'm from New York they're like you from the city yeah okay you fucking big shot you know so but we're <laughs> Buffalo so we never grew up with that kind of shit is Buffalo is a big ass city like it's the second largest city in the New York in the state of New York right but because there's not as there's I don't even know how many people we have but not a lot like for the size of the city so it feels like a town it feels like smaller than what it's supposed to so we don't we didn't grow up with that like kind of mentality that people in New York City grow up with because we didn't need that we had we had the winter the winter was our enemy like you know the summer is like you know running wild that was kind of the enemy growing up and shit like gangs and shit like that like right shit that happens out of boredom and like misguidedness and poverty and shit that's what we dealt with out here so drugs like you know racism like just right i don't know it, it makes you being out here makes you think more critically of actual situations instead of just like reacting and reacting like you have time to think before you react out here and which helps you assess people's characters like if you're out here moving crazy, I can't imagine how you would move in New York City. You would not survive out there. You you would fucking be like, ah, like just scared out of your mind if you can't even handle it out here. It's so chill out here. But people get caught up with the boredom out here too. Like, I don't know. If you're an artist out here, there's a couple things to appreciate. There's a couple things that you know can can lead you amiss because it's hard to find inspiration out here. But when you find it, it's like really easy to hold on to it because there's less distractions out here. Right. So it's a cool place to create if you if you can find the inspiration. Right. Yeah. And that's like and that's like one thing. That's one thing I've always like you know like since I since I first tapped into you, um, um, um when you and Wavy put out one of your first projects, like like your music is so versatile. Like you just like you just go all over the place and just like just like you know just like everything from like you know like Solange on Acid, 30 Wives and Leaky Faucet all sound like those uh, those are three like completely different kinds of songs you know and just like and like and like listening to those three back to back to back is just like like it feels you, you know like I feel you in there but it's just like these three different versions of well, not 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 necessarily three different versions of yourself, but you presented in three different ways, type shit. And like, not there aren't very many people I can think of, especially artists who can like do that and not have it feel like forced. You know, like you just it just feels like an extension of you. You know, That's cool. and That's you know, cool. of course. And then you know, you go listen to like Yeehaw, which is basically just like three songs worth of shoegaze, and I'm like, wow, like this is just like. You know, I just, it's, it's, it's just been a pleasure going through and like digging through all your stuff again. So just like when you're creating music, like, just like walk me through, like, how does, how does Sean go for make a song? Like, 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 and then I hit record. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really think unless I'm like writing, unless I want to write a good hook or like, unless I want to make this like popular, like I really, 
I have I try to have fun with making music because if it becomes stressful then then that that's where you get your forced sounding shit and I never ever 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 want to come across as that forced like contrived it's a really I don't know because that's not what when I listen to music, I don't want to feel like I'm being forced or like that uncomfortable energy coming off of it. And I feel like music and is very potent. It's a very potent tool to like project energy outwards. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I try to have as much fun as possible because that's what I want to have reflected. I make a lot of sad music though. So that's a different way. That's just me releasing and like transmuting basically through that song so i tend to make like either really sad music or really like confident like high energy braggadocio shit like where i'm just like yeah yeah (laughs) i yeah i want to i like concepts though i want to be able to have a song where i'm like storytelling and word playing and like doing things kind of like a la frank ocean but yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, that shit's like, I could see you doing it, and like I'm kind of surprised you haven't, honestly. Like that 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 that's that that seems that seems like something you might have done a while ago already. But like, yeah, yeah, I, I would like to just get better at an instrument before I get into that realm. I guess that's like fair. songwriting and storytelling and singer songwriting kind of shit. Um, but yeah. Do you, do you do you do you feel like those two things like go together in a way that like like do you feel like do you feel like having some sort of experience with an instrument would make it easier to do something like that because that's interesting I've never I, I've never really thought about that before yeah because because um <laughs> sorry <laughs> no you're good take your time um sorry um the question was um do i think what <laughs> <laughs> do you think um 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 do you feel like knowing how to play an instrument makes it easier to make those types of songs yes because for me i'm tactile like i really like to be able to control something with my hands instantly i don't want to have to wait for a computer to load a song i don't want to have to it's too many steps i like to cut out the amount of steps in the songwriting process that i need to take because it leads me that much closer to the to the feeling of it at least like it, it pushes me closer to the feeling of the song um when you cut out the the, pro- the steps in the process and i think when you're able to either play on a guitar or a piano you can switch up the the speed of it. You can switch up the tempo with your hands. You could you could switch up the chords with your hands. You don't have to click and drag something. You, don't have, you know, like so to be able to arrange and songwrite at, in the same at the same time. Basically, I think that's mm-hmm. the best way to do it. I just personally don't I'm not well versed, well practiced on a piano. I don't have one of my own, but like when I get one, I think I want to do that. I want to get really fucking good at moving around on a piano so that I'm able to song write on it, like straight on a piano, like how I seen like some of my favorite artists do before, you know, I want to be able to do it that, <laughs> you know, and I, 
I think that's um traditional, you know, and I like that traditional kind of shit. Right. Like, so yeah. I feel it. Nah, that's a really good answer. And like I've been um it's crazy you bring that up because I've been reading, I've been reading the Jay Dilla book, um, Dan Charnas's Dilla Time, which is first, like first off amazing 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 book everybody go read it go go buy it give him the money um but like it spends like like he spends so much time breaking down how dilla managed to turn the mpc into an instrument and just like how and just like how like it goes beyond just like oh dilla didn't quantize and it's just like he like let like there was there there was like a very specific math and science to how he arranged samples and drums and how and, and how like he would do all the timing himself. And he just like, he was just like an alchemist with that thing. And like, he really turned it into an instrument in ways that made people like, there's a section in the book where Questlove is talking about how, cause you know, like Questlove is like one of the most famous drummers on the planet. And he's, you know, he's he's been trained and does all, he was like, he had, he said that listening to Dilla's drum programming made him, made him force himself to learn how to play sloppy and how to like not on, necessarily on the yeah, actual drums on the actual drums like you know like that's like it just completely you know just like to see someone completely rewire the way they learned how to play because somebody's that good and like d'angelo said the same thing and like all the people in the soul Quarians were like he got us to learn how to drag a little bit he got us to learn how to like not necessarily be on the one, two, three, four, like on, you know, like just like, just like, and 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 like the book is full of like music theory, and like it breaks it, and like it breaks it down on like the most academic but not boring level imaginable. So just like seeing, I'm just like so intrigued by stuff like that, and just like how, and and, and just like how you know to get back to your point like how mastering an instrument whether it's a guitar or a piano or a drum machine like how that can just completely inform the way you write songs you know like that's special it's special and uh you know i yeah i think i think i think i agree as somebody as somebody who plays a handful of instruments or has played a handful of instruments in the past like you know, it, it, it definitely helps, you know, it's, it doesn't hurt <laughs> for sure, but yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I want to, but um, 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 before we kind of start to wrap this up, I, um, I can't, I can't not ask about the music that you and Wavy have been making for a while. Like for any, for anybody, for anybody who doesn't know, like Shango and Way Too Wavy Baby have a bunch of music together. It's all really good. That was the first thing that I had really tapped in with. What, yeah, like Hat Trick is my favorite song ever. I love, I love that <laughs> song. To this day, I still I still bump it. I still tell people That's about sick. it. That shit is my favorite. Um, so, Thank so you. how did? No, of course, of course, of course, of course. Like I, yeah, like I, you sent me the album. I remember. I'll never forget it. You sent me the album, and I listened to it, and I was like, "This is hard." And I've been here ever since. So um, awesome. Talk to me about when did y'all first meet, and what's your favorite part of making music together? Like what, like what attracted you? to making music with Wavy? Um, we met like several years ago, I'd say like three years ago, maybe. Yeah, around, wow, that's crazy. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Saying that is wild. But um, we met around that time, definitely like a year prior to like everything. And um, I knew she was an artist of some sort. Like it was, so I had just moved back from New York City. Uh, like, and I was living here for like, I want to say like a year and a half, maybe two years. And then I started going back out to the scene and the scene had completely completely changed so what i was telling you about earlier right. there was like certain people in the scene some of them stopped the younger generation picked up where they left off and like you know just took off and that's basically what was happening and like i hadn't really gone out and like seen people perform or nothing like i hadn't seen their shows nothing and i started going out one summer and like had seen wavy and she had like lime green hair and I was just like what the fuck she looks fire like you know she must be an artist and started digging around a little bit more and like our mutual friend short who's also a rapper like he would uh just we would all hang out together and like you know they had some music together which was like sick and her style was like just different like like rap like but like with so much confidence like it's really cool and the way she's saying was like I don't know I like how she blended she brought an element of pop to rap for me in my eyes and I'm just like that's mm-hmm. fucking sick nobody's really doing this shit you know in Buffalo and yeah so um there was there's this producer Schwebs from out here that had uh put out a feeler on, on Twitter like who wants to get it like she posted a snippet and she was like who wants to get on this beat I just made blah 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 Wavy and I both respectively answered and she was like, bam, I'll send you both the song and maybe y'all can both get on it. So um, I listened to my shit and I had messaged her and I was like, hey, let's work on it. Maybe I can get a session with um, my friend CBSM, who's like a producer duo. They produce Planet Nine. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's Scream Maker and College Boy, CBSM. Shout and uh, yeah, hell yeah. And I was sessioning with them solo, like uh like I was I was gonna start like this I guess a solo project with them you know and I was like yeah I'm I'm gonna do this but like not really but then met Wavy had this beat had this song idea she had written her part I had written my shit like um and (laughs) so the song is called Actions it's a really cool song I like it um I had asked her, do you want to do this? Do you want to uh, have a session with CBSM and record it there maybe? And she said, I've never recorded with anybody. I record alone. I record myself. I'm like, okay, well, like, let's go. Let's do this though. Come. And she was like, okay. So she was a little nervous and I knew that. And so I tried to make it, you know, comfortable and relaxed and shit. And, you know, we recorded the song. We recorded our parts really nice. Boom, boom, boom. It was cool. And, uh, and then I continued on. You know, we, we had the song, they, it was got released, whatever. It was on the producer's project. We were just like featured artists on her beat. And um, so basically after that, I started, I continued to go to my solo sessions with CBSM and there was a song and, I, and it was the, it was the uh, See Me Drifting off of Planet Nine. Right. And I had done it not with Wavy in mind, but throughout the session, I'm like, I can hear Wavy on this. Like, I can hear her on this. So, like, we sent her the beat. And the next session I ended up having with them was uh, our session. It was Wavy included. And 
we started, we did that and we did another song together. So we were just like, got in the habit of like recording like songs for this could be project, which ended up fucking organically flowing into what Planet Nine became. Mm-hmm. And we had like, I want to say we had like at least five or six, seven official like recording sessions for that project over the span of like seven eight nine months or something like that maybe less than that I think it was like six months and then we dropped it on my birthday like two years ago and just about yeah and yeah we've been making music ever since so like in that time span that like that we had dropped it like in that year we went and made music with Shlomo DJ in California we fucking shout out to made Shlomo. some music with a yeah with a couple cool producers in LA while we were out there um we continue to make music with CBSN we've been on kind of a hiatus everybody's been doing their own thing and like trying to you know be in themselves and like really work on themselves so it's been hard to get a group together a solid group and record but what we've been doing on our end is like we've been recording at home recording on our phones like doing it how you got to do it like which is how I've done a couple of my singles already and Wavy's put out some singles too so we're just like keeping the ball rolling we're also focusing on um on a music video like we're focusing on a single release that's gonna possibly be out in like june like the beginning of the summer basically um so we're working on an entire drop for that like merch and like uh, visuals and all that so i'm excited wow. <laughs> finally like that- yeah that's incredible you know like just 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 to just to just like with somebody that you've only known for like a handful of years to just kind of like you know find somebody who really like gets you on that musical level is just like incredible to see and you know like listening to planet nine in particular and like all the stuff that you put out since is just like you can like you know you can tell you can tell when you can tell when two people just kind of like click together and y'all definitely click together and seeing you perform well, well, I mean like I haven't seen you perform live but like seeing y'all talk about performing live and just like it's just like the outfit the outfit fucking coordination and shit is just like really really hard you know like that's it's important. yeah every time it's so important you know and um yeah you know like yeah yeah like yeah, it's like yeah I'll just I'll just say that like yeah your music is tough I like it. I like it a lot. And uh, yeah, of course, <laughs> it's just it's, it, it's, it's just been cool to see you two both together and apart, just kind of like grow these last couple of years. And uh, the very, very last question I want to ask you is like, mm-hmm. you know, like we live, you know, like we live and make music and operate in a time where like genre blending is more common than ever. Like it's it, 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 it's 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 almost become like a standard for a lot of people, which I think is pretty cool um, when it's done well. <laughs> but like, exactly, I was just gonna say when it's done well. When is yeah, <laughs> always always got to hit that qualifier. But like, yeah. but like as an artist um, who does dabble in so many different, not even just genres of music, but <laughs> not even just genres of music, but just like different, um, just like different mediums between music and film and movies and carpentry you know like you do you do so much like you're really you know you you know you're kind of developing into like a into like a multi-hyphenate or whatever the fuck they call people nowadays like what's like like what's your hmm 
I wrote, uh, I'm, I wrote this in a strange way. So I'm gonna try to like rearrange it, but like, like, what do you think is the most beneficial thing about jumping between and even combining different artistic mediums? If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. It's kind of my practice. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I, I only like to hang out in this interdisciplinary corners, like where the two things meet is where the possibilities are endless for me. Like, right. That's why for me, film goes hand in hand with sound music in that sense. That's why uh, dance and like language for me goes hand in hand because I've seen people speak and be able to tell stories through movement. And I think that's fucking powerful. Like the ballet, <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah, that sick. Um, what else like just yeah that interdisciplinary interdisciplinary moment that takes place is like a really cool space to be in it's like sacred almost so I think that more people should be focused on that instead of trying to hit it on the nose and be like I'm this only it's like Mm. so binary thinking to be like that it's almost best to err on the side of like possibilities are at like why not why why would you want a limited set of possibilities right like it, i don't know so yeah i like that trip I like that <laughs> it's cool yeah i feel it you know I, I i i think uh i like i personally think there's value in both but i how do i want to put this it's more impressive it's, it's more impressive to me a lot of the time when people are able to like combine them in a way that just like feels good. It's, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's almost like, uh, here we go. It's like, it's like watching someone do a trick at the circus with the safety net versus without the safety net, you know, yeah. like, like, like the risk is bigger, but so are the rewards type yeah. shit, you know? Okay. And that's, um, I think, uh, so I get where you're coming from. And I think that, you know, obviously there's plenty of value in moving between all sorts of different genres and just like mediums, forget forget just genres, but just like mediums in general. And there are so many people like all across, all across music and art who do that now. And it just makes me happy to see. I'm just happy yeah. for people, you know, like, you know, like yourself and people, even, even people like somebody like Tyler, the creator who like, like he's somebody who just, He's completely fearless when it comes to that. And he's always been that fearless. So seeing people like him and people like Doja Cat and people like Meg Thee Stallion and just like people, even people like Griselda, you know, cause like they have, you know, like they have their hands and you know, like art and movies and all like, like that's just like, yeah. like if you want to, you can, you, I don't want to say you can do it all, but like you can do all everything you want. You don't have to just be one thing. If you want to be one thing, cool. You don't have to just be one thing. You can be four things and that can be fine. Like <laughs> yo, yes. Cause before it before it wasn't. It's was very rigid thinking and right. Just people wanna wanting to oppose you or whatever. You know. Cause I don't know. I think people 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 stopped caring what others were expecting of them. Like that's right. more of a popular thing to to practice now like not caring what people's expectations of you are just like living in your truth and being happy about it like 
So I think that's where that positive shift took place, like in that coming to that idea. Thank God. <laughs> like, oh, facts. <laughs> and like, and, and yeah, I like the word you used before, binary. Cause yeah, like it, it, it is, it is very rigid and strict and it doesn't have to be rigid and strict, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's just, you know, like everything, like gender, like sexuality, it's all, it's all a binary. There's no, it's, it's just like, you just do what you feel and make it cool. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's, yeah. that's it exactly. You know, like, it's, it's like, you know, like, you know, like that means a lot for me. Cause you know, that's, 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 that's something that I've been, that's something that I've been kind of exploring a lot within myself and a lot of people are, and it's just great and beautiful and it's just good things. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have any more questions. That's it for formal questions, but just like, thank you for real like this was this was this was this was so tight like <laughs> cool <laughs> awesome. yeah i'm glad it went well yeah no you know yeah and, and yeah like for the record like you were one of the first people who reached out to me and told me that this was a cool idea when i first started this so yeah. like i just had to like let people know that like you you, you you know you've really you've been riding for this since the beginning and i'm sorry this took so long to happen no like, <laughs> i wanted you, you know. to get your feet wet <laughs> hey man <laughs> no no no, no. This is cool. oh, i'm happy no we had to make it special because yeah yeah it's been a long time coming so just like thank you thank you for taking the time for real like i appreciate it i appreciate the invite oh of course like Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.